The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. G'day, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. And we certainly have one of those today, a company that joined the ASX list through a $4.7 million IPO in June. I'm talking about Kingsland Minerals. The code is KNG, that's Kilo November Golf, trading at 17.5 cents for a market cap of $6.5 million which all reflects the beauty of being a new company. It's got a nice tight share register, so obviously very leveraged to exploration success. And in Kingsland's case, we're talking uranium in the Northern Territory, plus lithium in uh, WA. To bring us up to speed on the uh, the company and what we should be looking out for, we have the Managing Director with us today, Richard Maddox. G'day, Richard. Yeah, g'day, Barry. How's it going? Good. Now, Richard, given you're a new company, it might be an idea if we can get a bit of a uh, professional background on yourself, just to give investors a feel for where you're coming from, and uh, a bit of a background on the genesis of the com- company. Yeah, no worries, Barry. Thanks for that. Look, I'm, I'm a geologist. I've got about uh, 30 years experience, uh, predominantly in gold and nickel, uh, with a sprinkling of other commodities as well over the over the journey. Um, I've had a, Most of my experience has been in production and development of uh, advanced projects into mining stage projects. Um, I've done a fair bit of work in Western Australia and a bit over in South America and Papua New Guinea uh, as well. Plus I've, I've done a fair bit of work um, around the globe, you know, evaluating projects and site visits and the like as well. Um, I know, and with Kingsland Minerals, that's probably been about uh, two years in the making with the other directors, um, Nick Ravel, Bruno Sinek and um, uh, Mal Randall. Oh, well known. <laughs> identified some projects um, up in the NT, um, which we've ended in by Bacchus Resources and also a company associated with some of the other directors, uh, Trafalgar Resources. Um, and we've got that together. And like you mentioned, we are listed in June this year. Any uh, background story there on the name, Kingsland? I think it was it was an old name uh, banded about for uh, the Northern Territory that was ever to become a state in the old days. So it's it's, it's like the uh, Kingsland, you know, Queensland equivalent. So I think Queensland was, uh, Queen Victoria was probably the... Um, the source of that one, and I think uh, Kingsland was probably George V, I'd imagine. Yeah, well, given the sad passing of uh, Queen Elizabeth, maybe there's going to be a rethink for the Northern Territory. Oh, well, perhaps that's right. It's appropriate now. There's a king and uh, a king on the throne, so yeah, maybe we're back where we were 100 years ago. That's right. Now, you guys have uh, hit the ground running. I mentioned that you've got uh, uranium um, as a key focus in the NT, also a lithium project there. And Lake Johnson over in WA, which is traditionally known for its nickel cobalt, you're having an initial look, I think, at uh, lithium. So why don't we start with uh, the NT? What have you got in the NT on the uranium side of things? Well, one of the tenement blocks we picked up, we call the Alamba Project, um, has been explored historically for uh, uranium. It was first discovered there in the 1980s um, by a French-Australian subsidiary. They did a fair bit of work there, a bit of drilling, and came out with some internal resources, which obviously it wasn't ASX listed at the time, so they weren't made public. Um, it, it, it subsequently transferred into a, a few private hands until it emerged again 
about um, 15 years ago with Atom Energy, who was uh, who IPO'd in about 2005. With uh, this is one of their main projects, mm-hmm. and again they did some drilling as well. Um, I think the uranium price dropped off a bit, so they lost interest. They JV'd it out to another company, Thundalara Exploration, who did some more drilling. And again, they, um, I guess, lost interest after the uh, Fukushima uranium plant issue there and uh, the drop in the uranium price. So they dropped the tenement and it was subsequently picked up by um, Trafalgar Resources, who vended it into Kingsland. So mm. there's a bit of a database of historic um, drilling there. Um, it, it's It's been... As I mentioned, drilled by three companies, they haven't really finished the job. So we've got to sort of uh, collate all the data which they uh, put together over the years um, and try and finish off the job. And that's what this first drilling program, which we've, uh, we're nearing completion now, has been all about, just confirming their work and uh, setting a foundation for future work. Right. So we're talking in the uh, near Pine Creek, that's right. That's right, yeah. It's, it's only about half an hour drive from Pine Creek. Right, which uh, I saw an elaborate uh, office that you set up there. Um, it's a, a staging post. It looks like a converted ATCO hut to me. But Well, the, the, the office that's uh, in Pine Creek is the old um, assay lab there. So it's it's a, it's a not, not a bad base to have, actually. That's right. As long as it's got an air conditioner hanging out the back, you'll be right. Yeah, it works. Yes, that's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you need it up there. Yeah. Now, the NT is... Uh, obviously known for uh, uranium, high-grade uranium. Um, at this, uh, your project, are we talking the unconformity high-grade stuff or is it...? No, it, it's, it's a bit different. Uh, we're a bit further to the west than uh, places like Ranger and Drabaluka. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're part of the Pine Creek um, origin, it's, it's not quite the same geology. Um, it's, it's, a, it's hosted within graphitic shales, and I think the model we're sort of putting together now with the drilling as it's progressing is... Uh, it's a, a, a series of shears and, and some with uh, narrow apolytic dikes and things like that. And it, I think the, um, those things have been a, a conduits for the mineralisation. So it's, it's classified on the NT Geological uh, Survey as a vein-hosted deposit. Okay. Um, and we're doing core drilling now, and we hope to get a lot more information out of it with the core drilling to, to have a, a decent crack at, uh, at the, the origin and the genesis and, and the like. But it's, it's uh, looking like a series of narrow, high-grade zones within the sediment package which bulk out to fairly broad, sort of moderate-grade zones. Okay. So you've got uh, tonnage potential there. Oh, certainly. That's right, yeah. Okay. So the drilling results announced this week were from Clio. Clio is, what, like one of numerous prospects in that area? There were numerous prospects there. We're sort of consolidated into one name, just to simplify it, and we're calling it Clio. At this stage, there's a small embayment of sediments within the... Uh, the Cullen Granite, and that's been our prime, our prime target, and that was also the focus of historical exploration. Um, and, and as I mentioned previously, it's only been sort of half done, um, stopped, started, stopped, started over the years. So we're coming in there and uh, trying to consolidate the whole area. And the model now is that all of the previous smaller projects will join up into one larger project, hence the name change just to Clio. Um, yeah. and, and our initial doing now is, is expanding upon that, and we're, we're seeing now we are getting mineralisation in areas a long strike from the historic drilling, which will um, augur as well for future work to try and join this together into one larger deposit. So this initial program uh, that's underway, that's essentially to confirm previous drill results, extend mineralisation, build a geological database, I take it? Yeah, that's right. We had data going back about 40 years, um, and some of it we didn't have uh, the full set of results for and and the like, you know, all all the databases. So it's really to confirm the historic drilling, to get some core drilling into it. There's no um, core from previous drilling. 
Okay. Um, and have a good look at the geology there and work out the model there and, and go and go forward from there. Oh, interesting. Now, the wet season's approaching, um, so you've got time constraints on this initial program, have you? Oh, look, to a certain degree. The RC drilling will be finished next week and it'll be about a bit over 3,000 metres of RC drilling we would have completed. Right. The core drilling has already commenced. We've done about um, nearly 200 metres of core drilling. We just finished the first hole, which was the deepest one. Um, so we'll keep drilling with the core rig until we, we can't drill anymore. But we've got seven holes planned, so look, we, we expect to finish it, but we may miss out in a couple of holes, and we, and they'll be postponed until the dry season, say, next April or so. Yeah, okay. SA results, what, end of December quarter, roughly? Well, we've received um, probably about half of the RCA results back already, or nearly mm-hmm. half. Okay. Um, we'll get some more back over the coming weeks, and the core drilling, depending when that finishes, let's say it finishes in early November, we should have most of the results back by early to mid-December, I'd imagine. Now, given we're in the NT, I need to ask a question about um, access uh, across, you know, traditional owners. Um, well, and, uh, that's the benefit of working around the Pine Creek area. You know, mm-hmm. We aren't out, it's not Arnhem Land like some of the other um, mm-hmm. projects are. We're in Pine Creek. There's no ongoing access issues there. There's no native title claims or determinations in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all sealed roads. It's fantastic access and we can uh, drill you know, more or less, you know, pending, you know, the statutory requirements uh, when we like. So it's mm. uh, a great place to do business around there, around Pine Creek. And of course, it's got a very long mining history going back to the 1870s, you know, for gold. So mm. there's infrastructure in place and there's a bit of a mining culture with local people in Pine Creek and the and the pastoralists are used to exploration and, and drilling and, and mining as well. So it's... Um, it's, it's a very good place to do work. There's a couple of examples in that part of the world where we've had uranium deposits with uh, good gold credits. So I was just wondering, given this is vein-hosted, is gold part of the consideration? No, it's not. Um, we've done assaying in, in, the, in the initial work for gold, and there's there's very little to no gold or silver in the system. But there is a fair bit of copper. Um, okay. So it, it's, uh, it's, it's not a... Um, What's uh, the Coronation Hill, perhaps, type That's of... That's what I was thinking like of. That. No, it's, mm. it's, 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 a, it's a slightly different geological environment. Um, with very little precious metals. Right, okay. So just you mentioned Coronation Hill there. Whatever happened to that? Is it still locked away in some national that's, park? That's still it? locked away, I think. It's uh, in Kakadu National Park, so I don't think that'll be touched for um, <laughs> forever, <laughs> I don't think, at this stage, yes. Right. You're exploring for uranium in the NT there with a bunch of other uh, Australian uh, ASX-listed uh, juniors. Obviously, the the big impetus has been the uh, uranium prices coming up from that twenty thirty dollar level up to US fifty dollars a pound, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, plenty of incentive to uh, go out and find add to the uh, the resource bases up there. Oh, that's that's right, and that's been the driving force behind what we're doing now is the increasing uranium price over the last say uh, twelve to eighteen months. And you know, a, a lot of commentators suggesting it'll go higher now with uh, potential shortages going forward. You know, with the old reactors reopening in, in Japan and Europe, perhaps. Um, you know, there's a good sort of demand for the uh, commodity in years to come, I think. So I think the the price now is um, has you know, subdued a little bit since earlier in the year when it hit about $60 US, but I think uh, there's a lot of scope for it to increase and um, we're well placed to take advantage of that. For sure. Okay. Now, lithium in the NT uh, first. Uh, Shoebridge, known to be a historical tin and tantalum um, That's right. area uh, south of Adelaide River. What are you up to there? Well, it's very early stage, you know, the exploration there. Um, you know, the the Tenem Tantalum potential has been recognised for a long time and it's a lot of historic uh, workings to the south of the tenement there. Um, the zones which host, hosted the pegmatites south of us uh, extend into our tenement. There's been very little work done on that. So it's it's more of a, gre- a grassroots type of exercise there. We've um, just flown a LIDAR survey over the tenement there 
to get some uh, some decent topography off that, and you know we can use that as a first pass um, exploration tool. We, you know we're doing some hyperspectral work as well to to sort out you know, areas of prospectivity. Um, it, it's it's not an area of easy access, so it requires a, a bit of forward planning. And once we get these initial um, geophysical um, programs complete, we'll have a field program there, which will involve you know, first of all walking the tenement to, to to try and look at these target areas for outcrop. And, uh, and taking it on from there. I, mean, I, I know there, there are some historic workings in some of the old reports, which uh, I mentioned um, mining in, in, in wired quartz veins, which could be pegmatites, we don't know. But um, it's early stage yet, so we'll wait and see. Um, you know, we're encouraged by Core Lithium picking up the tenements around ours, which is uh, encouraging. So obviously they see the potential in the area as well. So, you know, it's it's early stage project, but um, we'll work on that once we get all our geophysics back on it. Yeah, just mentioning there, I think, uh... Core Lithium, now a $2 billion company, and uh, I think it sent out its first lithium the other day from its Finnis uh, project up uh, close mm. to Darwin. Now, you're the geologist, so I'll just get you to explain, if you could, the connection that we often see between tin and tantalum operation or mineralisation and lithium. Well, it's, it's hosted in pegmatites. You know, mm. Pegmatites typically host tantalum and, and tin historically, and that's what was mined up in, in the NT in, in Shoebridge there. Obviously, back in those days, lithium wasn't a, uh, a commodity, um, so that was very rarely sampled in all of the old work that I've looked at for Shoebridge. So it's uh, a component, obviously, of pegmatites along with uh, tantalum and tin. So, um, you know, hopefully we can uh, identify some some pegmatites there and uh, and get something out of them. I can remember seven or eight years ago when uh, Pilbara Minerals was uh, kicking around a tantalum project, which ended up, of course, being the Pilgangora lithium project and mm. a $15 billion market cap to boot. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's obviously with the batteries, with lithium, it's uh, it's now a uh, commodity in demand, whereas previously not so much. Now, uh, let's swing over to WA. Lake Johnson, as I mentioned earlier, well known for its nickel cobalt potential, but you're going to uh, initially at least have a kick some rocks looking for lithium. That's right. Yeah, it, initially it, it was targeted for, um, for the nickel um, prospectivity. There is some historic drilling there. Which identified some some nickel mineralization uh, relatively shallow. Previous explorers did some downhole EM work and, and picked up some targets of depth which haven't been drilled yet. So there's still that potential there for the uh, nickel sulfides at depth. But as we we're going through the old geology logs, there we noticed that um, there were pegmatites logged in some of the old drilling. I mean, old drilling maybe 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so we've gone down there and we've cleared the historic tracks to get access. Once we've, uh, we're less busy in the NT, when the, when the uh, drilling stops, we'll uh, switch focus down to Lake Johnson and go out there. There are still some drill piles there or drill spoil piles from the old work. Uh, we'll go down there and, and assess them and um, determine you know, the, the forward plan for that. I suspect we're looking at maybe initially at least a, um, a regional sort of auger sampling program. Um, again, we've, we've assessed some areas for the outcrop. So there is some outcrop down there. Not a lot, but there's a little bit down there. So we'll, we'll look at those areas. And again, we've done some hyperspectral work there you know, with the satellite imagery to try and determine any areas of prospectivity. And we'll work on that and, and build up an exploration program going forward. So mm. I think the initial target will be you know, uh, more grassroots exploration for lithium. But again, going forward, we we might have a look at the nickel as well. The project area there is not too far away from the old Bounty gold mine, so gold potential as well. Yeah, it's, it's a bit to a bit to the east of Bounty. It, it's 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 closer to the um, Maggie Hayes and Emily Ann nickel deposits, and and there are little little wedges of um, 
that greenstone belt, the Lake Johnson greenstone belt, which have been faulted into our tenement, and that's what hosts the um, the nickel mineralisation, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll get some pegmatites that have uh, been squeezed out as well. You mentioned that uh, logs from that historic drilling uh, noted the presence of pegmatites. Were they assayed at all for pe- uh, lithium? They were assayed, but not for lithium. No, they were looking for for uh, nickel, and that was it. So it was just a, a suite of sort of nickel elements. So um, yeah, it's it's uh, a sort of virgin opportunity we think. Yeah. Mm, okay. The uh, I mentioned the uh, market cap of six point five million because the issue. Capital is only 37.38 million shares at the moment. It's a bit of a Dorothy Dix's this one, but you're obviously leveraged to uh, exploration success at any of these projects, really. Oh, that's right, Barry. Yeah, we um, look, it's, it's early stages here. We've done our first drilling program. We, we've released the first batch of assays, and they were four meter composites, so they're preliminary numbers. And hopefully, going forward, you know, we'll get some, some good numbers out of the uranium project up at Clio and also the prospectivity of the lithium. And, and don't forget, we've also got a, a copper project as well, about uh, eight or 10 kilometres away from uh, Clio, which has got some good historic results. And that's another project we'll be targeting too in the next uh, 12 months or so for some first-pass drilling, because it, um, it, it, the, the historic drilling indicates there is some good potential there for a, uh, for a nickel, uh, for, for copper, sorry. Mm. And the one thing I do like is the spread between the NT and WA, so you'll have uh, news flow continuity across the projects. Yeah, and that was part consideration for the uh, WA project because you, you can't get much work done on the ground in the wet season there in the NT. Mm. So we can come down to, and, and work in the uh, Western Australian tenement and uh, and uh, get some news flow out of that. That's right. All right, so let's bring it all together and give investors a feel for now that you're up, up and running, what they should be looking out for in the next uh, six to 12 months. So The next few months we'll see us uh, finish off uranium project drilling and get the assays back. Um, and they'll be released... Hopefully before Christmas, we'll get most of those assays back, not all of them. And we'll get the uh, the core drilling is the one thing that excites me. We're drilling uh, below some of the uh, sea holes uh, at depth and we'll get some good fresh rock samples out of that. We can see what hosts the mineralisation and we can see uh, what sort of style it is. And hopefully we can, can work out a good model on the, on the um, mineralisation going forward. And as we mentioned before, it's got a high tonnage potential, this project, and it's relatively shallow. So it, that, that's the... The target here is to, to get a, uh, a larger type of deposit with um, moderate to good grades, you know, which can be a potential target for mining in the future. Mm. Um, so I, I think we'll, we'll come back in the next dry season and follow up this drilling we've done now with more drilling. And we might be in a position to start looking at uh, mineral resource work towards the end of next year. So perhaps this time next year, looking at getting a mineral resource together for the Clio deposit. Um, and at the same time, we'll be you know, doing the early stage work for the lithium at Shoebridge and at Lake Johnson, and also following up the potential for the copper next year as well, because that's a bit of a, a dark horse sort of project, that copper one. There's, there's, as I mentioned, some good hits there. It's open a long strike and at depth, so we're hoping to get some good uh, extensions onto that one as well. There we go, folks. Interesting story. Uh, as I said at the start, nice, clean company, very tight uh share register with, well, at least three projects that uh, can make that 6.5 million current market cap on the low side, given uh, even a sniff of exploration success. So with that, Richard, thanks for your time today and good luck with it all. We'll be watching with interest. No worries, Barry. Great to talk to you and uh, we'll talk next time about some good results from the uh, lithium and uranium. We look forward to it.